Hey, we are ACS and we're here to actually chat. Today's episode is going to be about mental health, considering that it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And here with the definition is C. The purpose of Mental Health Awareness Month is to raise awareness to mental health and education on mental illness. It raises awareness on trauma and how it can affect physical, emotional and mental well-being. Let's be a little kinder in May to those struggling. So to start off the episode, we're going to talk about some of the statistics and how mental health and illness affects young people today. So one in five adolescents may experience a mental health problem in any given year and 50% of mental health problems are established by age 14 and 75% by age 24. Now, to me, that figure is slightly worrying. What are your opinions on that? I'm not surprised. No. Because young people, especially in today's climate, go through things and this is even those stats i bet they're prior to covid true so it's like that has now even tripled like quadrupled like 10 times so i'm not surprised i feel like all of us here have gone through some sort of mental health situation Mm -hmm. um and i feel like it's time to start looking at the younger people because at the end of the day we are the future and um we need to start raising awareness. Everybody has mental health. And it's not something that should be frowned upon. It's something that you should embrace yeah. and um, flourish from. It's not always negative. It's sometimes positive. I feel like mental illness isn't always... Uh, illness is, is bad, so anxiety, depression, and schizophrenia and stuff, and like illnesses like that. But I feel like, and I have... I'm sure that everyone has always also had a good place with mental health. Like yeah. they've, everyone's been in a good place, but everyone has their ups and downs. That's what I'm trying to say. And I feel like um, I feel like both of them should be spoken about more often because when people think of illnesses or, or mental illnesses, they think it's always something negative. And I think it's not. because it sting, um, stems from the word illness. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, even though the conversation is much more open nowadays yeah. about mental health, I feel like the words or the phrases mental health and mental illness are still used interchangeably a bit too often and that's where the confusion comes in. Because mental health, refers to a person's condition with regards to their psychological and emotional well-being. This is Oxford definitions, by the way. Whereas mental illness are health, or mental illnesses are health conditions involving changes in emotion, thinking or behaviour. So they can be associated with distress and or problems functioning in social work or family activities. So once we learn to not keep the two separate but learn the difference mm-hmm. between the two terms i feel like mm-hmm. uh, as a society we can move a step forward in the right direction yeah i um i follow a few um accounts on mental illnesses and i follow also the um, shadow minister of men of mental health and um i saw this post the other day where it says that three million people are diagnosed with the, with depression in the UK, and that's just people that are diagnosed. And um, I thought that was scary because there's people who are so scared of coming out and asking for help. 
and those people will never be diagnosed mm-hmm. and some people are not even aware that they it's are true. they just think they're upset and that's just how life goes it's true. and three million is still a big a number, number definitely of people who are just diagnosed so imagine those ones hidden mm-hmm. and also there's this statistic that um everyone at one part of their life will will have depression as some sort of depression or go through a depressive time um so i find that a bit um i feel like we should, we, we need to find a way how to still solve that and how to actually help these people rather than these people living their whole life in depression i think the key is definitely awareness and i feel like that's why mental health awareness month is such a great thing and just try to understand how you might be feeling like check in on yourself sometimes maybe like whether it's writing a diary through meditation like there are different ways in which you can check in on yourself see how you're doing yeah um you might be going through something how you're dealing with that how you're coping with that how you process that situation um definitely if you're not in a space where you can physically talk to somebody about it definitely maybe write a journal because that's a great way to decompress um and also there's a lot of information out there in regards to mental health one youtube channel that i would recommend because i do like videos and i just came across it randomly one day um it's called psych to go um they talk about well it's based on psychology you can guess from the name but they talk a lot about different mental illnesses behavior in general your emotions how to deal with them cope with them and let you know what you might be feeling as well and obviously it's all fact-based it's based on psychology not just random people talking so that's a good way to go as well but just being aware of your emotions and how you're feeling and trying to understand them I feel like, yeah, that self-reflection is really important because I can give you a scenario with, for example, my mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, In the first weeks of January, our school gave us at-home tests. Mm -hmm. And I can, like, literally just tell you, right, that was one of the most stressful times I've ever encountered. It was really, 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 really bad for me because I had, like what like three missing tasks from like the winter half term then i had like these so many exams Mm. to do in a week and then like i remember i wasn't sleeping properly because i was so stressed and i was like banging out on my mom my brother and i actually just felt so bad and then i tried to express my emotions to like my family but because i wasn't i hadn't said to myself do you know what i need to like calm down it just came out so wrong. Yeah. So, and I remember, like, I think it was a week later, I sat down to myself and I was like, do you know what? Last week was shit. It was pure shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, okay, this is how I was feeling and I didn't convey that properly. Yeah. And... I feel like you didn't know how to anyway. I didn't know how probably to. Probably that was one of your first times where you felt that actual shit. Because you're yes. actually in that moment sometimes it's hard to compute what you're feeling at the time that yeah. you're feeling it. it's only afterwards once you get that chance to reflect 
But now that you're, say, conscious of that, the yeah. next time you feel that way, you yeah. understand, okay, this is what I'm feeling and you'll but be able I to do it. I have never, like, honestly, guys, I, I have felt never stress. felt but that level of stress. Okay. I, I've never. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like because prior to coming to this school, I was at a previous school. Mm-hmm. And at my old school, I was, like, top of my class. Oh, gosh. I was, um, a, the, I was the A yeah. student. I, I, would get, I would get the extra task. Like, that mm-hmm. was me. But also, then, you couldn't... I think you shouldn't bring yourself down because you, first you didn't do your GCSEs. Yeah. You didn't. Um, secondly, you had no experience. Now you look back and you see that. And thirdly, you it was your first time ever doing proper exams that in some way mattered. Yeah, I had it, 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 and done though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so coming from that, I had really, really high expectations of myself. Mm. And because I wasn't fulfilling them, it really, like, I think it really took a toll on me because I felt like I wasn't doing enough, even though I was. I was breaking my back for these teachers and it was, like, it's still not good enough. But now I'm just like, do you know what? If I'm not good enough. If I'm, no, but if I get a C, if I get an E, I've got an E. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've got the grade. Like, yeah. I'm, I've gotten, I feel like I've gotten to the point where it's like, I can't come and kill myself. Like, I can't come like, myself. Not physically, but she's... Yeah, I can't. Like, I'm not gonna... I, like, I feel like since that, I've put my mental health first. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I can't do a task, I'm not gonna try, like, research all night to try to figure it out. Like, no. I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I'll think about it tomorrow. Like That was me. I had, like, 20 essays to write. Mm-hmm. Because I had, like two essays for every single subject or every single side of the subject during the exam period during the exam period and i know that yes it's meant to take me an hour and a half two hours to do a paper but when you're in your own house you get distracted even though Mm. you look at the wall for 10 minutes like you're looking at the wall you know what that wall looks like you've been living in that house your whole life and you know what that wall looks like but you're still staring at it because you just can't concentrate and one thing i feel like our school didn't um, didn't understand that because as soon as we got into school and teachers asked about it, everyone was think, acting like it was fine. I think, no. and I was like, it was I couldn't fine. <laughs> be the only one that was feeling all distressed. Yeah, yeah. Why am I waking up at? Because I never woke up early because I'm I like sleeping Same. in. But like waking up at eleven, starting having lunch, then doing another question, and then going to sleep maybe three o'clock in the morning because I'm doing an exam. No, I'm it's not normal. I think they understand, but do you know what? And I say this in quotation marks, everyone is going through, everyone's going through uh, the same phase with this yeah. whole, in terms of where we are in our education, and we're just expected to deal with it. I can, I can totally relate to what both of you are saying, because it got to a point where, much like A, previously I was known as one of the smart ones. I was one of the people that... Um, pe- people would come to me and ask me for help <laughs> I would get the extra task I could know straight away where I'm going to come in the class after an exam, it's going to be top 5 at least Yeah. and then I've been thrown in right at the deep end with A-levels and it's like the complete opposite and I was so stressed because I've set a certain standard for myself And I do my very best to live up to that. And I feel like no matter how hard I was trying, the amount of hours I was putting in, I'd go to bed late and wake up early before school just to make sure I was getting in as much work as possible. And I still wasn't seeing the results. Like, that was really tough for me. And what's made it so much worse is the amount of school we've missed out on due to COVID. 
even the same uh, period where you're talking about the at home exams. I feel like after that, I kind of just gave up on myself I for did. a bit. Oh, like, yeah, I, did. I, I, I told myself, you know what? Even though it's a lockdown, I'm going to use this opportunity to really boost my grades. I really just gave up on myself after a couple of weeks. No, but I became so, so bad stressful. in those Like, Me even too. though I took so much, like, I'd done so much, I'd done so bad. Because firstly, I was overthinking it. And secondly, I feel like you guys feel this way. Like, I'm no longer at the top of my class because you're comparing. Yeah. And if you guys compared yourself, the best comparison you can ever do is to yourself. yourself yeah. It's true, but it's hard because and, oh, we're, course, we're, yeah. we're used to people comparing Crazy themselves enough. to yeah. us. So now it's like the tables have sort of turned. I know exactly what you mean. I do. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I'm, I feel like it's something where you guys have now learned that your biggest competition is yourself. It's true. And that's why the most successful people, they don't compete with that yeah. biggest, the second biggest, but they compete with themselves. Yeah. They compete, so they are better. So one thing I am trying to do is set myself personal targets for what I want to get in an exam. Like, for example, for my maths test, I, like, I have to get 50%. If I don't get 50%, then, okay, then I, that's what I'm working towards. But I I feel like that's one thing that schools don't really take into account and they think that we should just get it. It's like, true. young people is stressed. But the statistics, the statistics should be almost a warning because don't a recent... Uh, no, but, like, a recent study from the NHS shows that one in eight pupils, like, are dealing with an emotional disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, before I mentioned a statistic where... It was talking about 75% of people diagnosed with a mental illness are diagnosed by the age of 24 or 25. Mm. Let's think of the education system. Where are you at 24, 25? You've just finished uni and you're trying to get into potentially a job. And there's no opportunities for you, Exactly. So doesn't that tell you something? Isn't that a sign? Because there's there's so much pressure on young people to do the best grades, get into the best schools, get the best degree, get yeah. money. Let's talk about the myth of meritocracy. It's not going to work. We're taught that if you work hard, then you'll succeed. You reap what you sow. And that doesn't always, that's not always the case. Mm. All school does is create competition amongst the students which is the same competition they're going to experience in the workplace one day it's just like it's almost like a cycle like this really toxic cycle like what do they call it what's that hamster is it a hamster wheel yeah. it's almost like running on a hamster wheel you're chasing after something but you'll never it's like the donkey exactly and the, and the carrot. carrot you're never quite going to get it because they tell you if you work hard you'll achieve but there are so many different things to take into consideration that might it's affect a child's it's about working smart yeah but <laughs> it's really I know, that's, about that. no i've learned that too but there are so many different things that might be affecting young people behind the scenes they might be putting yeah. in that work they might be putting in the hours and still not achieving because there are other things going on there it's not as black and white as society makes it it's seem shades of gray also also you, <laughs> know, like that um, you know covid and all these things mm-hmm. that has made me realize that school of course school and education is important but it's not as important as people it's, like, it's, it's it's one of the least important things 
mm. of the most important. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So there's things like mental well-being, your physical health, mm. your mental health. Those are so important. You yeah. being happy. I don't care. You, you yeah. might be getting A star in every single exam and but be, it, and be depressed. 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 And you might be getting an F and you might be happy. And I think that's more important. But I genuinely think that's more important than anything else. Because if you're depressed and you're getting the highest grade, you're not going to get anywhere. Because there's people that have got really bad grades around the world mm. and um, like they they just weren't good at school but they've been so successful That's because true. they were happy and what they were doing and they worked because they were driven they have the passion yeah. for what they're doing that's how I feel like I've actually realised like I don't have that passion for certain like my like school yeah, yeah not anymore because like for me it's just like especially with COVID it was like I have really been looking at this wrong like you, like I said, like my happiness has to come first. It wasn't coming first before, mm. and I feel like now I'm just like I've got into the place. But that's just me. That so many people, there are so many people out there who just haven't got to that place yet, mm. and there are people out there who are willing to help. So going back on the stigma around mental health, is um, I think that it's important to break the stigma surrounding mental health but it also takes the commitment of all of us instead of you just doing it yourself Mm. I feel like we should be doing it together I feel like together it just works better and I feel like having the the support and giving that support is very important and I feel like when I'm saying that I'm saying make sure you're talking to your friends about it uh, make sure you find someone because I'm sure that you'll find someone that can actually speak on this. How you're talking about how we should do it together, I feel like the government, I wouldn't say attempted, I just think they threw money at something expecting it to do. work, work. Yeah. and it doesn't because do. it says here that schools and colleges to benefit from boost in expert mental health support and that seven million pounds in mental health oh, sorry, seventeen million pounds in mental health funding for schools and colleges to help them recover from the challenges of of the pandemic. Personally, I haven't seen, seen nothing. Anything. All I've seen is an email, like um, with a with a link to a website and a few more posters on the walls. Yeah, a few more posters. I don't know how much a poster costs. Maybe a million each. <laughs> Honestly, but, um, it's I genuinely I I feel like. It's, it's not just, good enough. It is. They know it's good not enough. good enough. Instead, I feel like one of the steps is, especially because we can speak because we're students, one of the first steps is actually teachers because they're the closest people yeah, to closest us at the moment. Yeah. And I feel like the, instead of stressing us out and giving me an essay every single week, yeah. giving me, okay, I know I'm an A level student, and giving me a full on two hours of homework per night. That you want you the next day. That you want you the next. Oh, I don't know you. what you want me to do. Like as if I don't have like, it's like I, it's like you want me to spend time doing things that I enjoy, but I'm not able to do that because, mm-hmm. of, like I, I'm telling you, sometimes I'm I'm I get home and I'm doing whatever I want to do until a late hour, 
because I could, Jenny couldn't get home and do work. I could no, do that before. Yeah. I could do that before, yeah. but I no longer could do why, that. That's why I'd rather come in late to school. No, not come in late to school. Come in early to school, or stay back late after school and actually get the work done there. Because I'm once I'm home. once I've gone home, I'm no longer that no longer in that space where I can get. Because you just feel so depleted. Like we, me and C take the same bus home, right? First of all, there's always traffic, right? Mm. So I will be... School will finish at 4.20. I get home at 6 o'clock because of the traffic. And I finish same at 5 me. on a Monday. Like, it's... Yeah, like 5 o'clock and on a Monday. And then the teachers wanted an, uh, something due for the next day. Yeah, it's, it's like, guys, hello. I get home at 6 o'clock. I haven't eaten. I've sat down, I've eaten, and I watched something on the TV. Let's say that takes, what, an hour and a half. Um, 7.30... And I'm relaxed. Do I do I want to actually sit down and do your homework do you for the next day? Be realistic. I only have one teacher that actually gives us a week. No, I all of my teachers teacher, is due for the next day lesson. Due for the next lesson. Only and one. my subjects, yeah, um, are challenging. I would say definitely maths, <laughs> physics, and economics. Yeah. And the one who wants to take the PISS. Yeah, it's my physics teacher. Like, no. This girl talks about it. No, because, guys, I actually don't think you understand. No, because remember, it was during the exam period, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the week after, he he gave us all, like, a personal call. I think it was supposed to... Because he's my form teacher as well. And he was like, oh, hope you guys are going well. It's your... um, It's um, just checking in on your mental well-being or something like that. And I was just like... He did it once over like the eight week period that we were home i'm just like is this is this really effective like yeah but let's play devil's advocate here um let's consider the mental health of the teachers because think about it no i know it's an iron roll but let's think about it let's let me play devil's advocate for a minute of course they have mental illnesses but surely when you're you when you've gone through something you don't want not always not everyone Mm. not everyone's like that and okay, it's easy for us to be empathetic, but not everybody's like that. And at the end of the day, they still have a job that they still have to be paid for, and they have to do it effectively. I understand you know that, I mean? but like, like, I like, don't have a problem with any of my teachers, no. to be honest with you. Lucky, <laughs> like C said, right? Um, I understand that you have a job, like you have whatever. But surely, if you've been through it, you've been through the education system, and it gets harder and harder and harder as you go on. Stuff we do, you did not do. You didn't learn poems for your GCSE. You didn't do that. <laughs> like, so don't tell me about... Shout out to Elizabeth word. Barrett Browning. Yeah, I love No, that like... Like, you have to think about it. Like, look at your students. And especially teachers like... I don't want to say teachers like him, but... Look at your class... There's, you have what, 30 students. Only five get the grades that, that you want. The 25 are not getting the grades that you want, but you want to come and say, you guys are not putting the work in. How do you know? You don't know what I go through when I get home. Yeah. And you're not doing anything to care, to try to be empathetic. So don't come and tell Let's me. Let's think of it in the bigger picture now. Isn't the problem not only teachers but the whole education system and how oh, it hasn't changed for like a hundred I years. say tear the whole thing down because it doesn't work and this pandemic is clear proof of that. Clear proof. We okay. Our cohort, we have not done any form of official exam since year six. I haven't done an exam. 
We're like 17 going on 18 now. And we haven't done official exams yeah, since so we were 11. Did you do A-levels? My ASs were cancelled, but now... Oh, yeah, our A-levels... Our ASs are cancelled. How are we supposed to do that? Exactly. And I... Can't well, wait to live alone. <laughs> and you could do... You could be a top student in the class and you can have one bad night before your exams and your it grades are finished. You that will why, set you That will set you up. That's why exams is not a good idea. No, but do you know what I think? It should be assessed over time. That's exactly like, what I think. So, because what's the point? What's the point of coursework then? If I'm doing all this coursework and my and grade is going to depend, 90% of my grade is going to um, rely solely on that that one um, exam, what is the point of me doing all this of that coursework I if it's not going to be um, tracked over time? Do you know what I mean? This is what I think. Either... For our next, uh, for our A-level exams, either you have to give us an open book test, or... Like an American little cheat sheet. Yeah, or we need to have, a, we have to change the system. I feel like some of the American system actually works, where it's like you get based, like, tested on each little subject, and it, that contributes yeah, yeah, yeah. to your grade. But I don't want the, to The UK, <laughs> in, my, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, the UK education system is a too competitive and two it's been marketized way too much it's all about business now the the uk education system is just Why it's become so a, many it's, no, like, it's become it's become just another business and i feel like competition can be healthy but the competition that we have within the education system has become unhealthy because you've got all these uh different league tables if you don't go to a certain school in a certain borough or you go to a state school instead of an independent school then you're inferior or you're not as intelligent i know exactly how that it's and it's ridiculous to me because realistically in 10 20 years time when we're settled in our careers no one's going to care what school you went to no one's going to care what educate um what university experience. you went to it's about the experience you have and how effective so how do you we can go do from your experience job. to grade like how do we how do we jump that realistically the things that we're learning now we're going to forget about in 30 years time i know i'm really bad at maths everyone should know that i'm very bad at maths and i remember sitting down in a classroom in year 10 looking at the board and it, my name was in red and at the bottom of the class mm-hmm. and in my other subjects that wasn't the case but maths just was one of those subjects that i just couldn't get my head around and i remember i felt so shit and instead of Instead of that bringing me up like teachers thought it was going to, you know, it brought me down. And yeah. I got worse and they worse. They tried to do that whole tough love. And I feel like that's what our physics teacher does. It's that whole uh, concept of tough love. And yeah, I'm doing it for your own good. good. You might not yeah. see it now, but at the end of the day, you're going to get yourself together. Because I'm telling but you, I got... It's really discouraging. I remember one, there was one particular exam. I think it was the very first one that we did. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the grades weren't all that. Like, in general, across the class, the grades were not all that. And he took the, I think, the bottom oh 10 in God, the class. So bad. And he, he confronted all the students in the class that got a D or below in front of the rest of the class. And oh, I can't even describe to you, like, watching their faces go red. 
like with embarrassment and shame he's just like drawn these people out in front of the entire class imagine how that feels and there was no form of encouragement he was basically he basically told the students that if they're doing four a levels they're delusional and they should drop physics because clearly there's no reason for them to be doing four so what if i want to do four it's my life i might have my reasons and for you to discourage a student like that i feel like no, and he really like targeted like these yeah. two students who had four A levels, and I remember because I was um I think I got a D in that test, mm-hmm. and I was like one mark off a C. That's bad. Like I genuinely don't for the first exam that, of the year after missing him. six months of school. This guy was so. We basically horrible. had this year off school, and he was no, so. He horrible. he really targeted this boy, and he ended up dropping, dropping his the subject. Physics. I was so I was so heartbroken, oh so upset. Yeah. Because the worst part is he has I been getting. Even though this was like September October, yeah. this is the very start of the academic year. He had been getting B's in his other subjects. It was just this particular test he did not do so well. I haven't under, got one grade. That's for any of my subjects. That's under which is understandable. So for him to draw him out like that, it was so basically bad. call him. Stupid stupid in front of like 29 other no, people no he did he was yeah. saying all this stuff and drag him through the mud like that as a teacher like it's un- no for me it's it's unfathomable like like what sorry like, i don't even have the words right now because if you were there and like could understand how bad it yeah, was and, and, I, and I, he I, said some comments to me which have been like really like like how can you say that to your student do you know what i mean yeah but i'm I not gonna like, say it i now. feel like i feel like teachers and students it needs to be normalized that we say i'm not having a good day today exactly. just don't pick on me today today yes. is just not the day and the other and day i've done that to one happen. of my teachers i was just like i'm so sorry today i haven't been a good like student but i was just i just couldn't like i was in, i had so much anxiety for no reason and i would just went to her at the end of the, class, the the day and i was just like i'm so sorry miss that i wasn't good this lesson like i not that it was destructive or anything but i just wasn't participating i couldn't answer to her questions i was just really nervous like in the morning i couldn't like yeah speaking mm-hmm. in my class i just couldn't do it just didn't come out the words just didn't come like reading i couldn't say the word and for example like, it was that yeah. i just wasn't having a good day and i was like miss i'm so sorry i've had a bad day and she was just like it's fine just leave it tomorrow's a new day and the next day she, in her lesson she asked me are you having a better day and i was like yeah and that goes full circle back to the point of just um opening up the discussion more and being willing to talk about it, whether it's through like personal journalism or meditation or actually talking to mm. physical people about it, which I think is um, really important. But another point I want to mention generally with the impact that social media has on us today, which is which will probably come up in our part two of this uh, episode or topic. Um, we should be really careful of the terms that we use when referring to when referring to mental health, our mental health, and mental health issues and illnesses, because we might be experiencing a particular emotion that we don't quite understand, but use the wrong term. And I think that that is is very touch and go because you could easily trigger somebody else and not realize it. I have a good quote that says. Stop saying OCD when you mean organised. Stop saying depressed when you mean sad. Stop saying ADHD when you mean easily distracted. Stop saying traumatic 
when you mean inconvenient and the list goes on it's really important that we understand the impact that the terms that we use have on other people around us and what they actually imply because the implications of some of these terms are huge so we should become more aware of our language when we're speaking about mental health and that ties into awareness once again but that is my last point personally is there anything else that you guys want to and I was going to say, we are, we are speaking from our own experiences. And if you are affected by anything we say, please um, reach, out for reach out for help. We will always support you and we always like guide you to professionals because mm-hmm. we, they, that's know the way they know what they're doing. Um, I just wanted to say, for one of the promotions this week, I would really like to um, shout out the REACH study. They are an organisation that work with pupils, especially in South London, and just young people in general, to bring that awareness about young people's mental health because they've done the research and they know that mental health starts within primary, um, late primary, early secondary school years. Um, they also do stuff for young people in terms of psychology. They also do um, work experience for people ages 15 to 18 and onwards. So I really think you guys, especially if you want to get into psychology, um, follow them on Instagram, reach out to them and they will help you because our input really helps them with their research and I've worked with them before and they're really, really, really lovely people. So make sure you check them out at the REACH study. We'll also list a few more um, mental health organisations that work particularly with young people. If you do find that you're struggling with anything, we'll list them in the link of our Spotify and google podcast um we will also continue this discussion on our instagram and if there's anything that you're affected by that we've spoken about in this episode please feel free to reach out to us like a said we will point you in the direction of professionals but we're here for you to also talk to and continue this discussion further thank you for listening we've been acs and see you next week bye bye